I'm Alex Blumenstein. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Wednesday, May 25th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Alex, you are here because Brett is on vacation, and what he is missing is I'll call it hashtag on Polly or hashtag lawn signs galore. There's an election in Ontario, I don't know, June 2nd. Early voting is open through May 28th. And there are lawn signs everywhere in the province. Yeah, I don't want to get political about this, so I won't. But, you know, lawn signs, I've put up my share of lawn signs in my day. And, you know, I'd say June is the ideal time for lawn sign season because sometimes you do it in the winter. One, it's an outdoor activity. Two, the ground is frozen, which makes it difficult to get the sign posts into the ground. And, you know, finally, I don't really think I have a third, but that generally brings it all together. I, I will say, I will say that many people in local politics, and I've worked mm -hmm. my share of local politics, there is like a lawn sign primary that people think because they mm -hmm. see their candidates lawn sign more, that equates to votes. I hate yeah. to break it to voters that there's almost no correlation between votes and lawn signs. So hate to break it, everybody. But there is an election. Learn about the candidates. Go out and vote. You can vote early through the 28th. Vote for real on June 2nd. That's not political. It's not political. All right, should we get to it? Sure, let's get to it. All right, for our first story, Snap shares took a 30% tumble after a social media company's CEO announced it would miss revenue and profit targets. For our second story, Airbnb checks out of China, a signal that Western tech giants can't survive in the world's second largest economy. And for our third story, Canada's anti-money laundering watchdog has set its sights on decentralized finance. Jay, will a crackdown on DeFi impact your crypto holdings? It could only make them go up, to be quite honest. So let's get into it. All right, let's go. For our first story, Snaps, that's the snappy name for an app formerly known as Snapchat, the shares plunged 30% after CEO Evan Spiegel announced it would likely miss its revenue and profit targets as social media companies across the board continue to grapple with disruptions to the digital ad market and their businesses rely on that money. Alex, tell us and the Peak Pals what is going on. Anything for the peak paths. So Snap was killing it at the start of 2022 with an 18% year-over-year increase in active users as they expanded their augmented reality technology. But the Snap streak was broken when a slowdown in advertising revenue was caused by financial pressure and economic uncertainty. We're talking about inflation, rising interest rates, and of course, the war in Ukraine. And on top of this, the impact of Apple's privacy changes dramatically changed the effectiveness of targeted advertising and all of this contributed to a pullback. But it's not just Snap who are impacted by these factors. That's right. Snap is far from the only victim of the advertising slowdown, and many of its competitors' shares also fell after this announcement. The factors impacting Snap will impact any companies that rely on advertising. In particular, though, Snap's exposure to Europe and reliance on brand advertisements, almost half of its total revenue, spells trouble for Meta, which has high European exposure as well, and Twitter, which also relies heavily on brand advertisements. Unlike direct response ads, which are meant to generate clicks, brand ads drive more passive brand awareness and are therefore often more cyclical and prone to drops in periods of economic downturn like we are in right now. What is your takeaway, Alex? Well, good question. So Snap's revenue slowdown is a warning that any company dependent on advertising will likely look to slow hiring, evaluate budgets, and prepare for the rocky road ahead. Not a promising sign for companies looking to get the ad business. Can we throw to an ad now? <laughs> Not until we talk about Airbnb in China. All right.
I have no idea where I'm going to stay on my next trip to Chongqing as Airbnb is taking down its 150,000 listings and experiences in mainland China at the end of July. Is this as big a deal for China or Airbnb as Apple's pivot away from China? This is actually our second story in as many days about tech giants removing themselves from China. Absolutely. So China makes up roughly 1% of the vacation rental company's total business. So not that big of a deal for Airbnb, but definitely says something about China. Airbnb was the largest American internet guest in China and has now joined the long list of companies that have closed their doors in the market due to the cost and complexities of carrying to China's privacy laws and strict regulatory environment. Airbnb launched in mainland China in 2016. And unlike other foreign companies that failed, like Uber, Amazon, and Groupon, Airbnb made concerted efforts to localize its services, including integration with Chinese platforms such as WeChat, and had more users than local rivals. Yes, but Airbnb began to falter in China as the country's strict COVID lockdowns, stifled tourism, and controversy arose of what data large tech companies must share with Chinese authorities. Homegrown competitors, for their part, haven't wasted any time and taking Airbnb's place with two competitors, Tujia and Meituan, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correct, but I hope I am, already working to help Airbnb host transfer listings onto their platforms. Chinese alternatives to Western tech companies that function in basically the same exact way are pretty common in China. For example, you can't use Google, Twitter, or Uber in China. So instead, you search with Baidu, scroll the with Weibo, and hail a ride with Didi. That one I think I am pronouncing, right? That one I know about. It's come up on the pod before. And China is the world's second largest economy with the largest population by a long shot. But the potential benefits of operating a tech company under its strict government oversight are becoming increasingly outweighed by the cost, making China's internet even more isolated. And we will see tomorrow if there's another story about a tech company leaving China after this announcement. Well, let's hope we keep that snap streak going. So for our final story, Canada's anti-money laundering watchdog, Fintrack, has zeroed in on decentralized finance, or DeFi, as an increasing area of risk. Jay, what's DeFi? Good question. Well, DeFi encompasses a bunch of technologies that make it possible to perform financial transactions that are traditionally done through banks or centralized institutions like lending or borrowing money through decentralized blockchains. Now, stable coins, these are cryptocurrencies that are supposed to be pegged to stable assets like national currencies are a major part of DeFi. The recent collapse of one of the largest, Terra USD, may have sparked more regulatory interest in the space. Now the watchdog FinTrack is warning law enforcement and government about the associated risks of DeFi, which it claims could pose, quote, money laundering and terrorist activity financing risk, end quote, like the vulnerability of publicly available codes and difficult to trace funds. That's what's happening here at home. Alex, what does this mean around the world? Well, the European Central Bank has undertaken a deep dive into crypto asset leverage and crypto lending, and they found evidence that these activities were becoming more risky, complex, and interconnected with traditional institutions. No surprise, but the in traditional institutions piece raises some eyebrows. This all comes at a time when the crypto industry as a whole, including DeFi, is trying to deepen ties to banks and asset managers, which the European Central Bank has warned will pose an even greater risk to financial stability given the decentralized nature of this technology. Meanwhile, back in Canada, 
The April federal budget pledged an extra almost $90 million over five years to FinTrack in part to deal with cryptocurrency. The government has also planned a regulatory review on the subject. So watch this space for more updates, Alex. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to and only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. As always, thanks to Dale Richardson and Through Six Media Productions for producing this episode. Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Alex. Now, we're going to place a bet on the next company to leave China. Where's your money going? Where's my money going? Is anyone still there? <laughs> Fair enough. Well, your Airbnb is gone. Your Snapchat is gone. Your, your Apple manufacturing is gone. So we'll wait and see. Alex, have a good day. You too.